Metu Netur Volume 2, Anuk Ausar, The Comedic Initiation System, Chapter 7, The Story of Ausar, beginning on page 156. How evil, how is evil established in the world? The Satanists are those relatively few individuals in the world who have developed their will beyond the majority of the Shahu men but have not developed it enough to overcome the lower faculties, intellect, imagination, memory, and emotions. Thus, their will is still dominated by their lower faculties, especially the intellect and animal spirit. The higher development of their will above the Shahu men gives them the ability to dominate the latter. They gain enough insight into the working workings of the lower faculties and the weaknesses created by the absence of input from the dormant higher faculties to enable to them to deceive the Shahu man and thus gain control over him, her. As the Shahu man makes up the majority of the world, Set is thus able to gain world dominance. In the story, we learn that Set was supported by a confederacy of 72 followers. These are the 72 spirits of the Mercury or eighth sphere of the Tree of Life. According to the Canaanite Kabbalah or Cosmologics, this is simply an illusion, an illusion to Set's chief reliance on the intellect which dominates the mental life of the Shahu man and his efforts to dominate the world. Unknown to most people is the fact that their intellect, when not guided by higher faculties, is the chief faculty through which they are most easily manipulated. The intellect, the Sebek faculty, is our means of labeling, defining, describing, and relating ideas to each other through the cis logic or linear logic. Because it is the hearing, left brain perception, and not actual experience and of reality, it is intrinsically a major source of delusion. We hear, but don't actually see, that man is a rational animal, and we believe we hear, but don't actually see that God and the devil are spiritual entities separate and apart from man, and we believe. We hear, but we actually see that Greece was, and America is a democracy, and we believe. We are deluded by set into believing that being informed, knowing the definition and description of a thing, is knowing the thing itself. Thus, he is readily manipulated through words, sound bites, slogans, and myths. According to ancient Indus Kush spiritual philosophy, the intellect-dominated person is quite comfortable with the fact that the cislogic logical system is unable to secure the truth of the premise it operates on. Not only is he comfortable with it, she perhaps, she worships it, takes pride in being logical. Thus, Set is able to delude and deceive him 
with logical conclusions from uninspectable premises. Truth is drowned in a sea of opinions. We must also note that intellect, Sebek, shares the root of its name with the earth god, Jeb, or Seb, because it possesses information received from earthly experience. It is thus restricted to the outer and lower aspect of reality. The inability to see the inner or underlying aspects which quite which unite reality leads to the well-known segregative approach to life that characterizes Western societies. This is, of course, symbolized by the dismemberment of the body of Ausar. For this reason, intellectuals were called Sheb Shabao in the comedic spiritual philosophy and were considered along the Satan the enemies of Ausar. However, necessary they were in the bureaucracy and educational institutions. In other words, if you chiefly rely on your intellect, you will never be able to discover your true self. Instead of trying to experience yourself directly, you will be dealing with definitions and descriptions of who and what man is. To get the point home, consider sex. If you want to know what it's like, no amount of thinking will help. You have to experience it. Yes, it is the Shabao who, in an ill-conceived social order, occupy the prominent seats of government. We also learn that the story of Nebet-Het the imaginative faculty was the wife of Set. Let's remember that we are dealing with a literary form. The imagination is personified as a goddess, and her husband or the man she will have union with is the object upon which we focus our imagination. Before our consciousness is uplifted to the ab division of the spirit, we imagine ourselves as our persona, the human who looks a certain way, like this, dislikes that, can do and can't do these, and is inclined in certain directions. The result of the marriage or mating of our imagination with our persona are the events that characterize our life. On the stages of initiation or religious development, the initiation or outside religious process of Kemet is based on the fact that within man is an intelligence that is the embodiment of the knowledge and ability to run all of the subconscious vegetative functions responsible for the operation of our physical, mental, and emotional bodies. When we were conceived and for the earlier portion of our infancy, it is the foreground of our lives, although it cannot express itself due to the dormancy of the intellectual faculties through which it communicates itself to the consciousness of the individual. As the intellectual faculties begin to develop, it recedes into the background of the individual's life where it is limited to guiding the vegetative involuntary functions. The divine plan, however, is for it to be resurrected and allowed through the will to guide 
the willed social activities of the individual, career, job, government, economics, etc. Considering the awesome amount of knowledge at its disposal, we can see the tremendous advantage that can be thus gained. Religion or spiritual cultivation or initiation aims, therefore, at resurrecting this indwelling intelligence. God residing in man's spirit that it may rule in life, rule in the life of the individuals and nation. The first stage of initiation is devotion to the resurrection of Ausar, the God within. This is shown by Auset's sorrow over the condition of the God within, i.e., devotion to God is not merely the praising of God as a benevolent father or mother who has given life to us, sustains us, and so on. While the Kamau knowledge and express their love for God for such reasons, the comedic expression of devotion to God is a carefully and accurately identified behavior. It is characterized by the genuine experience of sorrow over the resurrection of the God within to maintaining the vegetative subconscious functions. As such, the God is considered as one who is dead. This symbolism is easily understood by considering the appearances of someone in a coma. The sorrow leads to the incessant search for a means of resurrecting the God within and to the birth of the will to subdue the power faculties to enable the indwelling divinity to resume the reins of power over the life of the individual. Devotion is assisted by positive thinking and intellect subordinated to the divine law. It is symbolized by Ampu positive thinking and the comedic tradition is distinguished by, from the Western conception of it by its source. Anpu, we are told, is the son of the union of Ausar and Nebet-het, i.e. when the imagination takes Ausar as our self-image, our thinking about the issue of our life automatically becomes positive. What or how else would we think of the issues confronting us when we identify ourselves with the part of our being that is omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. In addition, when Nebet Het, the, the imagination, gives up, set, and unites herself with Ausar, she too becomes uplifted. Thus she joins Auset in the search for Ausar's dismembered body. The second milestone is the religious development or initiation of the individual is the birth of his or her will. It is born through the deliberate cultivations of the genuine experiences of sorrow over the lowly role of God within. The absence of the divine influence in the willed portion of man's life subjects him to the tyranny of the lower part of being. The sorrow of the outset part of being develops the will to fight unrelentingly against the dominance of the lower part of being. The third milestone in the religious development or initiation of the individual is the cumulative effect of the consistent application 
of the will against the lower faculties. He, she, he is found to be the Ma Karu or the consistent and living truth. This qualifies the initiate to consciously work with the awesome units of power residing in the Shechem division of the spirit. On defeating evil in the life of the individual and in society. To defeat evil in the society, we must defeat it in the individual. We must remember that Set's power comes from deceiving Shahu man who makes up the majority in the world. He is to be uplifted through the initiation program outlined above. We must also reiterate the fact that before Set can be made to account to the truth by which men live, we must be resisted by all means that are in harmony with divine law. Thus the war between Set and Heru. It is one of Set's greatest acts of deception to use all forms of aggression and divisiveness, divide and conquer, to achieve his ends, then denounce everyone who uses such methods to oppose his evil. Ultimately, Set can only be fully defeated by bringing him to the laws he has proclaimed. Given his nature and his agenda, he must break every one of them. In the life of the individual and freedom fighters, it means that she must always fight by means which do not run afoul divine law. The story shows that such means do not exclude violent means. Set will tell you in a second that his God has rained fire and brimstone on his enemies and tell his enemies that they must resist nonviolently. Of course, Shahu man who hears and does not see his way through life falls for these deceptions. Here ends the reading for chapter 7 on page 160.